At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Nightcap with Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. We are off and running on a Tuesday night, getting closer and closer to championship weekend. Chiefs and Bengals, 49ers and Rams. That gentleman right there, he played in multiple NFC championship games. I did not. But I also, well, I don't, I got nothing. I got no comeback about that. You just did, I didn't. So here we go. You should just do all the talking. Well, I like the intro, at least half of it. It's a great Tuesday. I mean, a lot of college basketball out there. Pucks for Damas. Yeah, what do we got? some things going. So. Actually, before we get okay. into anything, we'll tell you about our bets. Uh, there were a couple tweets out there that uh, that might have uh, that might have uh, helped out or, or met him been negative. We'll see. But I just want to point something out, that my hometown NBA team, the Washington Wizards, what a wonderful name. Great color scheme, G Wiz and all there. They were up 66 to 31 against the Los Angeles Clippers tonight at home. So let's just say you went into the evening, Sean, and you said, you know, I want a little action on NBA. I don't know if I want to lay the five with the Wizards against the Clippers. I, I'll lay $2, which I would not advised to do but let's just say hypothetically you laid two dollars or maybe you had a part of a money line parlay i don't know okay with the lakers maybe for instance and they came home and they won they beat brooklyn tonight you're up 66 to 31 john then you're up 66 35 at half yeah you're okay you're okay the wizards got outscored tonight 80 to 49 in the second half and lost 116 to 115. Just saw this tweet. The biggest blown lead in NBA history was 36 points. The Wizards blew a 35-point lead tonight. So, you know what? Your night could be worse unless you bet on the Wizards. Yes, yeah, why I don't really do a lot of <laughs> pre-All-Star game NBA betting. You know, I just tend to... Oh, my goodness. There's a lot of inconsistency in the performances, let's just say, uh, of the professional athletes in the National Basketball Association. Man. I see more 
20-point spreads that end up the team that was down winning by double digits. Like, it's unbelievable. Whew, man. All right. We're off and running, and uh, let's get to it. Let's get to Puck Stradamus. Puck Stradamus. What do we got tonight? Uh, we need the New York Islanders to uh, get one more goal. They're up 4-3. to three. I think it's about three, three and a half minutes left in that game. Hopefully, uh, We'll get an empty netter. I have the puck line there. And then I have the Jets to upset the Panthers. They're actually down 4-3 in the third. So hopefully we can get both of those games over. It'd be great if I could actually watch them. But uh, in the meantime, Puck Shradamus has some things in the works. And hopefully we can come through on a Tuesday. Yeah, I I ended up, uh, you know, last night, didn't think I would end up with a lot and ended up with a bunch. It's 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 a large College basketball slate it's tonight. usually the way the evening goes. I yeah. uh, was on with Stormy earlier today on My Guys in the Desert. Mm-hmm. Uh, gave out Missouri first half plus six. And I said, you're going to have to hold your nose on this one. How'd it go? Uh, oh, yeah, they're down two, right? Missouri, oh, they're up. Missouri and Auburn were tied at halftime. Okay. So we went ahead and cashed that. Also full game plus 13. They're down one. Very good situational spot. We know Missouri stinks. We've I talked- actually hope Auburn loses. We we talked to well at this point. I hope they don't. I mean, I guess it doesn't matter. I already have the thirty to one ticket. I, I kind of want Auburn to go through a little like lull, downward stretch here, and maybe lose two of the next three, so I can get better odds on them to win it all. I'm good. I'm 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 never getting better than thirty to one. So I'm just gonna sit. They lose back. three four games in a row. You never know. No, thing will jump back up. Nah, never. We will not get the thirty to one. Um, or if it gets to thirty to one, I'm not gonna want to touch it because it it will mean they have fallen uh, it's get on hard times. Time. But I just like the situational spot coming off of an emotional win over Kentucky over the weekend. Next this upcoming weekend's the Big Twelve SEC uh, showdown. Mm-hmm. They play Oklahoma. Um, so I thought this is a tricky spot on the road at Columbia. Missouri stinks, but uh, you know. I was going to say they beat Alabama, but Georgia just beat Alabama tonight. So I I don't know. Uh, a couple other games. Um. Michigan State came back, they covered did. the covered the second half, so that was nice. Really was nice. able to grab that one, uh, and then got a got a poor one out for our guy Jim Root last night on the show. Said he uh, he's going to roll with the Saints. I followed because uh, Jim's a smart guy. Seventeen <clears throat> disappeared last night when we were on the show. It was sixteen and a half. We took the sixteen and a half, and they lost by seventeen. <laughs> and they had a dunk. Layup attempt with 10 seconds to go get blocked. So, unfortunate situation there. And then I've got a couple Mountain West games that are not off to great starts. I've got uh, New Mexico catching five at home against Fresno State. And uh, and I also took the points with Wyoming uh, at Boise State. So, not great starts there. We'll see. We do have a big NBA game tonight. Uh, the Dallas Mavericks are in Golden State. Yeah, just started. You know, a lot of the Sharps that I know where NBA is their specialty, mm-hmm. they felt really good about Dallas. So, you guys that like the in-game bet, you, know, you probably get some value on Dallas here in this game. Also, we got a big college game in the Huge. Pac-12. Arizona is at UCLA. I did not bet the game. I just wanted to watch it without being uh, – emotionally attached from a, a ticket standpoint, but I am uh, a person that owns the Arizona futures ticket to potentially win it all. So hopefully they put on a good performance tonight. Yeah. Uh, fans way back at Pauley pavilion. Um, you know, Arizona has been playing extremely well uh, as of late. I, I haven't decided if I'm going to play this one, you know, the keep Tim entertained to type of play. I might roll 
with the home dog here. What's the number currently? Two and a half. Uh, it's a little juiced towards Arizona, so trending towards three. So we'll see if this thing balloons up a little bit. You look at what Arizona has done in Pac-12 play. They have obliterated everyone in their path. You know, back in December, they put Oregon State to open the Pac-12 play. Sean, they mm-hmm. win that game by 25. The new year, they play Washington. They beat them by 16, beat Colorado by 21, beat Utah by 18, beat Stanford by 28, beat Cal by 25. They've been thumping everyone. Mm-hmm. However, everyone I mentioned right there stinks. Right. There's not really anyone good that they've played in the Pac-12. They've been tested at a conference. They <coughs> lost uh, a game against Tennessee on the road. They came back. They beat a team in Illinois on the road here in Las Vegas, a game that uh, I was in the flesh to watch and very impressed. Mm-hmm. They smashed Michigan. So part of me wants to take the points just to see what Arizona is all about. Uh, UCLA for them, it's kind of been a, an up and down situation. Last Thursday night, they lost at home to Oregon, but Oregon's gotten hot. They're playing tonight. And uh, since then, they've responded, beat Oregon State, came back to beat Utah uh, on the road, and then beat Colorado over the weekend. So they're coming off a road trip back home. You know, we mentioned that those last two home games they played against Oregon and Oregon State were without fans. Pauley Pavilion will have fans tonight. Uh, so that is a, a good thing and, and certainly something that Mick Cronin has to be happy about. So um, we will see. Debating, it would be dog or pass here for me. I know Jim liked, I think he leaned towards Arizona. No, he actually liked, liked the over. Yeah, he liked Arizona minus, it was two and a half at the time. You say it's sitting at two now? Uh, no, two and a half. Two and a half, and he liked over 152. Yeah, it's come down. So right now the total at circa 149 and a half. Uh, you look at Ken Palm's projection, he has it at 152. So he has a 77-75 so then that's right on. Arizona victory. So the number has come down just a little bit. Uh, yeah, fascinating to see this game. It should be a good one. UCLA taking on Arizona. Uh, we had some prop plays out there. Johnny Juzang, uh, his over-under at 19 and a half. He's coming into tonight. Uh, averaging around around 19 points per game. Looking at his uh, his chart right now, so he's you know he's had a a really strong year over the weekend. 23, 28. You look at his last four games for Juzang. 23, 24, 28, 23. So he's really had uh, strong performances as of late for uh, for UCLA. And uh, so yeah, we'll see. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a fun game. Yeah. I'm not as high on UCLA. I don't think they look like the same multi-threat team that made the Final Four last year. Still got some recognizable names, and there's still time in the season. You know, the one thing I've learned during the college basketball season is teams can improve as the season goes along. Mm -hmm. Some teams can stagnate and and not get better. So I think just be it's important this time of year to keep your eye on teams that, you know, maybe started slow to getting better. You know, very interested in watching Michigan over the next couple of games. Had a lot of high expectations Huge. early. Kind of d- didn't get off to a fast start, but they had a big win at Indiana. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was yesterday. And uh be interested in the next couple Sunday, of games. Yeah. You know, do they start kind of trending back towards what people thought they were going to be? Yeah, they're back at it tomorrow. They play Northwestern. So Yeah, that, uh, won't, that won't let me know anything. Yeah. Um, they will be, they will be a favorite at home. But then on Saturday, they play Michigan State uh, on the road in East Lansing. Michigan State falling short against Illinois. No Andrew Curbelo, no Kofi Coburn. Illinois got out to a huge lead, led 34-20 at the break. Ultimately, Illinois holds on for dear life. Michigan got fouled with three-tenths of a second left. 
They missed the first free throw and then tried to intentionally miss the next, Sean, and they made it so they lose. Michigan State does 56 to 55. That was an important free throw to some because this line, Sean, was, you know, last night when we talked about this game, it was around five and a half or so in favor of Illinois. Then the news comes out, Coburn and Curbelo are out, and it plummets down to two, some spots one, but Illinois comes out with a very big victory for the Illini. All right, we are up and running. We got a lot going on, and oh yeah, we got some football games to break down as well. That's Sean King. I'm Tim Murray. Come on back right here, the Nightcap on Visa. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back in this segment of the Nightcap being brought to you by Zinn Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray, no more spit cups, and no batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with. Zinn Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties like spearmint, wintergreen, citrus, and many more. For your convenience, each variety comes in two strengths, so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zinn, America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zinn. So head on over to Zinn.com slash find to locate a store near you. That's ZYN.com slash find. Warning, this product does contain nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Alongside Sean King, I am Tim Murray. Could we be watching the number one team in the country go down as a 13-point underdog. Oof, can build houses with those bricks. Yeah. My goodness. I can't see it happening. I mean, I, I, don't I, know, care. I know Jim Root is somewhere under the table peeking at the game. It's not going to matter. I don't care. I mean, so, Jim, go ahead and get up and good get team, in a comfortable seat. Good teams win, great teams cover. Just keep this under. The cover's still, just keep the this, cover's still possible. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. I've been... <clears throat> I've been holding on, uh, holding on here. Uh, 
Auburn leading Missouri right now, 46 to 45 with 444 to go in the second half. Uh, Missouri plus 650 on the money line. I just want to go back to something I just, uh, during the break, I watched the ending of the epic collapse of the Wizards against the Clippers in our nation's capital tonight. You're Google mapping yourself. Luke Kennard put up a three, Sean. That's a Duke product, by the way. 1.9 seconds to go. Not only did he make the three, he got fouled. And uh, David Behrman over at ESPN uh, pointed out that at Caesars Sports, the money line on the Clippers was as high as 50 to 1 tonight. Hmm. <laughs> Down 35. 35. And they came back and won. 116-115 thanks to a four-point play with 1.9 seconds to go. Only fitting. Wizards going to wizard. I mean, that's, that's what they do. Did you, did you like that? I said you're kind of Google mapping yourself. Well, Because no one really cares what happens in the Bullets games. You know, the rest of the world hadn't even figured out they're the Wizards <laughs> now. We still come to watch them Bullets. <laughs> they're so irrelevant, like, on the national scene. That is, uh, that is a very fair statement. And I used to get mad. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Aaron, in addition to <clears throat> producing this show and working at VEASAN, he also dabbles in a in a podcast that is a dc podcast and a good friend of mine former colleague hosts it and i love listening to it but anytime he talks about the wizards i just turn it off and i text him like stop talking about the wizards no one cares about the wizards yeah that's always a struggle when you're doing like because he's very passionate local sports coverage he's very passionate about this irrelevant terrible basketball team he loves basketball but anytime he talks about that particular team, yeah, right. I turn it off. Like, I don't really know if they have anything that's relevant right now. Because Washington's only relevant if it's something like that's got, like, Universal's going to write a movie about it, you know, at some point. Like, the downfall of the Washington football team under Daniel Snyder. We got like, the new team game coming out in a, in a week. Get yeah, no, excited. No, no one really cares. No. Yeah. I keep getting asked about it because I'm, you know, from D.C. Right. I go, what do you, what do you want the name to be? I go... Uh, I want it to be the Washington win football games. You haven't won as a franchise 11 games in a season since 1992. Yeah. It's a bad time for sports in, in the oh, D.C. area. Won two championships in the past four years. In what? Baseball and hockey. The Nationals? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, did we, did you we... went pre-COVID? I'm sorry. Did the world start post-COVID? Yeah. How many, uh, it's a world, new world. How many World Series have the Rays won? We have NFTs now. We didn't have that last time. The oh, Nationals okay. won World mm-hmm. Series. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And then the so we have people had, still didn't know what Bitcoin was like. The, uh, the average person. You didn't answer my question. So this is how many <clears throat> my favorite baseball team has won World Championships, and yours has won how many? Uh, I think we were in the World Series. The I'm year sorry. After. I'm sorry. Did you win that World Series? No. Oh, okay. No. Did you have a parade for finishing second? No, but my okay. hockey team has won two in a row and it has a very good chance of winning three. And before we get to SoFi <laughs> nice, for the Super nice, Bowl. Nice spin yes, there. Yes, yes. My uh, professional football team is the defending <laughs> Super Bowl champs. So. They will not be uh, two-time. Yeah. Uh, they won't be back-to-back Super Bowl mm-hmm. champs. All I care about, I don't care about the football team. I'm happy about the baseball team there in town. Got a little rebuild going on there, so we will see. All right, enough of that nonsense. Let's get to some thoughts on the <laughs> NFC Championship game. And 
I'm feeling better about what I'm going to do. Okay. I really am. I'm feeling better. Which way are you thinking? I think I'm taking both underdogs. I'm thinking I like Cincinnati. I was I keep talking myself into this. It's another situation, Sean, where, you know, we'll have Chris Andrews on on Thursday. Maybe we'll have another odds maker on mm-hmm. later in the week too. And I am there's no doubt in my mind that the world is pounding Kansas City, right? It's oh, how could the Cincinnati <coughs> Bengals how can they keep up with that Kansas City Chiefs team? The, it was a fluke that they lost in Week 17 in Cincinnati. They're unstoppable. I mean, how many times do we have to do this? And 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 let's be frank. If Kansas City comes out and wins by 28 points, would you be shocked? Yes, I would. I, I wouldn't be. I would. But I think they played catching a three touch- weeks ago. Yeah, and, and the Bengals won. Yeah, Burrow went 30 of 39 for 448 and four touchdowns. Like, here's why I'm on the Bengals. Their greatest deficiency is their ability to pass protect. But the one thing the Chiefs don't do well is rush the quarterback. Add in that they have a below-average secondary, and now you see why I feel like Cincinnati matches up. Now, I don't think Cincinnati's going to have a lot of success in stopping Patrick Mahomes, but I do think Joe Burrow and that offense can score enough points to keep it within a touchdown. And right now, I think the number's sitting at 7.5. Depend on where you're, where you're looking at. I don't see any seven and a halfs out there, unfortunately. Um, well, I guess my little thing is wrong. I got Yahoo Sports here. I would love if I could get a seven and a half. Seven and a half. I would play it at seven and a half right now, uh, and I think we might get there. DraftKings <coughs> is a juice seven towards Kansas City, and you look across the board. I see one offshore shop has gone to seven and a half. I would take seven and a half with Cincinnati. Yeah, I think I'm gonna play Cincinnati, and I think. I don't think I'm a, I'm a money line. I'm not going to money line. I'm going to take the points. Yeah, and, and my guess right now, Sean, would be if you like Cincinnati, I, I think you wait. It's just going to be a plethora of cash coming in on Kansas City, and the handle's going to be really big. You're going to – the problem is, my my hunch is, as soon as it gets to 7.5, sharps are going to take it yeah. just like that. So you're going to have to be gonna quick. going to end up at 7. And that's – yeah, that's probably where it right. lands. It's been at 7 all week. It hasn't moved. Like, I'm going to take the approach. I'm going to get it right now. Watch it seven. And then if it goes up, I can get it again. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But I don't want to risk it going to six and a half or six. Yeah, that that is my slight yeah. worry. Here at Circa, interestingly enough, it's actually juiced to Cincinnati. It's minus 115. So you have to pay a premium to bet Cincinnati for the seven. Uh, Westgate, South Point, other spots yeah, I'm like going that. to South Point. So they're... I'll be honest with you. The one thing I do love about Chris Andrews and that book is... They're minus 110, minus 110. No doubt. All the, the time. Spread. 11 to 10. Yeah. And once you get to the Super Bowl, it'll be minus 105. That's always a promotion they run over there. Yeah. Um, I respect that. So, as for the Rams 49ers game, I keep going back and forth on this one because sitting there at three and a half, it opened four, got bet down pretty quickly. We touched three. Now it's back up to three and a half in most <coughs> spots. Convince me on the 49ers. I know they've beaten them six straight times. They beat them in week 18. They were down 17-0. I know, and they came back and won. It was, it was really impressive. It feels like the 49ers are, are coming along. Jimmy Garoppolo has not played well. Now, he played well. Now, that's not true. He played incredibly well to beat the Rams in overtime in week 18. That was impressive down the stretch. Did throw a terrible pick. Mm-hmm. He didn't do anything to help them beat the Green Bay Packers. I guess not anything. He 
at the end of the game, he was able to throw a couple passes there. But convince me on the on the 49ers. They're playing the Rams. <laughs> they do own the Rams. Like Kyle Shanahan has Sean McVay's number. He does. And the Rams don't generally win by margin against good teams. They've yet to play a complete four-quarter game, in my opinion, outside of the Arizona game in which Arizona just completely self-destructed from start to finish. And I think that's where my comfort comes in with getting the three in the hook, especially because I don't think the Rams are good at front running. I just don't. And if they win, I think it'll be a walk-off field goal type of a situation. So, you know, in that scenario, I'm good. There, yeah, there's no doubt in that spot. So something happened from a player prop standpoint, though, and we need to look that up. Did Jimmy Garoppolo's passing yards for that game drop like by 20, 25 yards or something crazy? For the 49ers game? Yeah. We will check that out, but we'll get more on the Rams, more on the Lakers who got a win tonight in Brooklyn. Arash Markazi will join us on the other side. It is the Nightcap on VC. is the nightcap on VSN, the sports betting network. If you missed any part of our show or anything on the VSN schedule today, don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcast. Catch replays of all our shows or download and listen or schedule. Go to vcin.com slash podcast. Get Beating the Book with Gil Alexander. Market Insights with Josh Applebaum. We've got Hardwood Handicappers, the Lombardi Line, Follow the Money, My Guys in the Desert, Coast to Coast Hoops, and many more. They're all free and available now at vcin.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. It is the nightcap here on vcin. They're reviewing the final Possession, and no, they have now ruled it is over. Indeed. Auburn holds on to beat Missouri 55-54. to 54. Never in doubt. Never in doubt on the cover in that one. Now we just need New Mexico to, uh, to come on back, baby. I bet against Rick Pitino. I'm betting on <laughs> Richard Pitino. I have a feeling that I'm going to lose both bets, but New Mexico only down six at home. Come on, New Mexico. We can do this, Lobos. Let's get it done. All right. Let's head to uh, let's head to New York City. Arash Markazi, who uh, covers all things Los Angeles and hosts a show on 1090 The Mightier in San Diego. You can also catch that show in Las Vegas as well. The Arash Markazi show. Uh, but he's in Las Vegas or in New York right now following some of the L.A. teams around. And he was in attendance tonight at the Barclays Center to watch the Lakers defeat the Nets 106-96 to in the return of Anthony Davis. Arash, always a pleasure, man. Uh, what was your your uh, feelings and, and thoughts, and uh, how did Anthony Davis you know, sound after the performance tonight? He looked good. You know, I mean, I, I, I knew that, you know, he wasn't going to pick up where he left off, but you could just sense the confidence in the team having him back. I mean, uh, they, they've only played about 16 games with this entire team together. I mean, quite frankly, they, they haven't looked good when they've been healthy, but, you know, the, the thought is, you know, if if they're all healthy for this stretch run, if they can get into that play-in tournament, but, you know, to be honest, guys, I mean, they're only four games back at the n- number five seed, so it's not like, uh, you know, the West is actually not that great. I mean, it's top-heavy, but after the top four teams, you know, there's, there's this feeling amongst these guys, and I don't know whether they're not being – 
realistic, but they're thinking like, okay, as soon as we're healthy and we start playing together, if we can get into the playoffs as the number five seed and we're in that four or five matchup, we might have a chance. Quite frankly, I've seen them enough. I, I don't think that that's going to happen, but they got the confidence at least. You know, Ross, it's interesting because I hear so many people that say, okay, this will never work. And then you have the people that support the Lakers that, you know, kind of use the fact that they haven't been healthy, you know, as the crutch that they are leaning on currently. So my question for you is you follow the team. You're an expert on all of the players that are currently under contract. In your mind, if you could take egos and amount of compensation out of it, give me your best Lakers starting five. Well, it's amazing because, you know, Stanley Johnson wasn't on the team, signed him to a couple of 10-day contracts. I like the lineup that they had tonight. You know, I just want this team to play hard. I want them to play with some defensive intensity. Listen, so you have to start Russell Westbrook, AD, LeBron. Stanley Johnson's the guy that I want in there, and I think Avery Bradley's the guy that I want in there. And just, just to have that defensive intensity, I do like Carmelo to come off to the bench. Um you know, so the pieces are in place for this team to potentially, again, they're going to be in the playoffs, but, you know, I don't see how these pieces fit together. And, and it's unfortunate because I think everyone in Los Angeles was so excited at the beginning of the year. But I think the worst nightmares have come to fruition in terms of how is Russell Westbrook going to fit in with this team? And everyone said, let Russ be Russ. Well, Russ being Russ doesn't fit into what the Lakers are trying to do. He plays 100 miles per hour. He's a fantastic player to watch. He's not going to adjust his game, and, I, and that's been the most frustrating thing because he's shown glimpses of being a player that can help this team win. Um, there's, there's just nothing they can do. And, Sean, you brought up the contract. I mean, they can't move him. I know there's been talk of that John Wall deal. I've been told that that's not going to happen. So um, they're, you know, for lack of a better word, to duck with him. You know, it's interesting because everyone mentions Avery Bradley. And, you know, of course, I don't really, you know, follow everything about NBA until after the All-Star game. That's kind of like half to, half yeah. to set my schedule up like that because we're so football-centric. But, I mean, when I watch the Lakers play, Avery Bradley looks slow. He looks old. He doesn't jump that high. Yeah. He doesn't consistently knock down the open shot. Like, I don't see him, like, playing lockdown defense. Like, you put him in your starting five. Like, you're closer than I am. What is it about him that, that, that you like? And, and others like it as well. I've heard people mention him. Well, here's the problem, Sean. They're such a bad defensive team that I kind of want to lean on guys who are actually going to try. And I know that's such a low bar. <laughs> but I like a guy like Avery Bradley because he didn't know if he was going to be in the league. I mean, Stanley Johnson – wasn't on this team. He wasn't in the league because of the health and safety protocols. He got signed to a 10 day contract and my goodness, like, like he, he plays hard and it, it, it's ridiculous to say that, but guys, I mean, just, uh, I've never seen a team this bad, just in terms of that they are a 500 team carry themselves like a championship team. And I guess it should make sense. You know, you've got LeBron James, you got Anthony Davis, you got Russell Westbrook, you got, you got a, a, a lot of big names. But you would have thought that this is one of the greatest teams of all time, the way they carry themselves. And we're five, we are 50 games into the season. We are well past the midway point, and they are a 500 team. So, I, I, listen, I grew up a Lakers fan. I grew up on the Showtime Lakers. Like, I, I would love for this team to win. I think it would, it would be fantastic for the city of Los Angeles. We never got a parade in 2020. It's not happening with these guys. It is not happening with this team. 
You know, Raj, one thing we like to do is we like to get into the futures market, you know, a little bit. Yeah. When it comes to, you know, teams maybe off the, the radar that, that, you know, are blossoming, you know, teams like Memphis, you know, just to name an example. Based on what you've seen, give, give me a couple of teams that you think could really make some noise, whether it be West Western Conference or Eastern come playoff time. Well, you know what? No one's really, I mean, I don't know no one's talking about the uh, Suns, but like, I know there was a lot of talk about the Warriors. I mean, I, I, I liked the Suns a year ago. I was on them pretty uh, early, but obviously they, they got helped by some of the teams that, that got hurt in the postseason. I like the Suns. I, I don't like the Grizzlies to win the championship, but when you got John Morant, I mean, he's going to have a couple of amazing performances. Wouldn't be shocked if that team, uh, you know, gets past the first round. Um, you know, again, Golden State, everyone knows how good they are. Um, I'm not high on the Jazz. Again, the, the Jazz, to me, are a great regular season team. They'll be a top four seed. I, I don't think they'll be doing too much. But I think the Suns, you know, I mean, I know these are not hot, sexy picks, but I really think the West is very top-heavy. They got four good teams, and then there's a massive drop-off. We're talking to Rosh Markazi. Check out his show on 1090 in San Diego. Also catch it uh, for those of you in Las Vegas as well. Uh, Arash, we got about three minutes. Let's pivot to the other team in Los Angeles. Not the Clippers, but let's talk the Rams. They got the, <laughs> they got the NFC Championship game this weekend. They're three-and-a-half-point favorite. That number's kind of bounced around a little bit as of right now, sitting at three-and-a-half. The storyline is Sean McVay. Can't figure it out against Kyle Shanahan, right? He's lost six in a row. Week 18, they're up 17 nothing. He's, you know, high-fiving, chest-bumping in the end zone, and they blow that lead. <laughs> so, Arash, what does Los Angeles need to do as a home favorite on, on, on Sunday evening to go to the Super Bowl once again? You know, really just kind of like do what they did in the first half of that game and not make the same mistakes in the second half. I know that is simplistic, but I mean, listen, they are a dominant football team, and I, I, I had them – uh, going up against Tampa Bay, I just like the pressure that they put on the quarterback. I mean, if they put Jimmy Garoppolo down, make some uh, big plays in the first half, I don't foresee them uh, blowing a lead like they did. And I, I know that sounds crazy because, my goodness, they almost blew a 27-3 to lead against Tampa Bay. But they got to figure out. I, I have every confidence in the world that they're going to start strong. They got to close out, and it's amazing that we're even saying that. You know, the, the little half scheme of the season, and then the divisional round. I mean, Sean McVay has always closed off games strong. I mean, he, uh, had, you know, I mean, that, that, that loss to San Francisco was the first time that he blew a halftime lead. So, I like the Rams in this one. I, I just think it's really hard, and Sean could probably speak to this better than anyone. When you play a team three times to beat them three straight times. And not only that, San Francisco's won six straight times, and now they're coming back to SoFi. The Rams are pissed because it's going to be a, a very pro-San Francisco crowd again. Uh, that's what I keep hearing from people. So I like the Rams, but uh, listen, I think everyone in Los Angeles is very nervous about this game on Sunday. Hey, Ross, before we let you run, we got about 45 seconds. What is the anticipation in SoFi? We saw it in Week 18. It was a lot of red. Is that the expectation again? Yeah, that's the expectation. I mean, listen, guys, I mean, this team just moved back six years ago. Their fan base is growing. There's more Rams fans here, obviously, than there were six years ago. The get-in price, the cheapest ticket, is almost $900. Rams fans, God bless them, they're not paying that. They don't have that connection with the team. It is going to be a pro-San Francisco crowd. But the Rams made all the moves that they made to win it this year. They got the championship game at SoFi, and if they win in two weeks, they got the Super Bowl right here at SoFi. 
He is Arash Markazi. Check out his show on 1090. The Mightier in San Diego knows all things about L.A. Arash, we appreciate it, man. All right, thanks so much. Bye. He is Arash Markazi alongside Sean King. I'm Tim Murray. It is the Nightcap on VEASAN. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the sports betting network. It's never too early to prepare for the big game. We want to make sure VSIN is part of your plans. We'll be with you throughout the playoffs and then on championship weekend. We'll have 56 hours of free video coverage on vsin.com. Lead leading up to our sixth annual live big game betcast. It's the biggest game of the year, so make your plans now to join vsin betting experts before, during, and after the action on vsin.com. I got some sweats going on. Sean, do you have anything left tonight? Or are we uh, no, nothing at all. I'm. St- I, by the way, this game is not on uh, on television that I can acquire. So we got some Mountain West sweats going on right now. Wyoming has now taken the lead over Boise State. How this game is not on television, I don't know. Two of the best teams in the West Coast, <clears throat> uh, Midwest, Mountain West Conference. Mississippi but, State trying to get back into it. Yeah, a little 9-0 run by the uh, by the Dogs. Uh, but I got Wyoming plus five. It's now 59-58. Pokes have taken the lead on the road at Boise State. And then uh, I got the Lobos at home at the pit in Albuquerque. Have you ever been there? Uh, I drove up to it and uh, took some pictures on my drive across the country. It's a unique little place. It's a it, the complex. You have the, the pit there. <clears throat> then you've got the football stadium and the, the baseball stadium. Yeah, it's right a nice little too. setup. I was actually... Surprised when I got to Albuquerque, but I actually went inside. I know. I and it's kind of like well, it's d- it's down, right? I, I, I for I, when you walk in, something's different about it. I'm not exactly sure. I don't remember. You don't walk in where you think you would walk in. So like when you th- when you hear the pit, like you think you walk in the door mm-hmm. and like you look down and it goes straight down, but it's 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 engineered a little different than that. One thing I would say about this, and I know he's not it, he's not a member of the New Mexico Athletic Department, but they need to have a statue of Jim Valvano outside of the pit 
I mean, that's one of the most iconic moments in college basketball history of Jim Valvano jumping around, looking to hug someone. It happened at the pit. You got to have that out there. Yeah. I mean, look, Jimmy V's a, a, a legend. So I don't know. That would that would have been their a, whole little setup there is pretty sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, stopped that. That was my final stop before uh, the the journey out here. Stopped. But then it. I went downtown to get some fresh guac. Yeah. And like satisfied or no? People were walking goats on leashes, and I was like, eh. <laughs> you weren't ready to move to Albuquerque. Yeah. Yeah. That probably <laughs> not my speed. But the guac was good. I pulled up so. That was the the end of day three of my drive, and I got to my hotel in Albuquerque, and every light on my dashboard lit up, and I was like, "Oh, that's wonderful, great!" Mm. So that was a, that was a good good finish to the third day. Had to drive around the the fine city of Albuquerque to try to find a mechanic on a Sunday afternoon, and uh, I was lucky, fortunately. All right, come on, New Mexico, get this done. Great turnover, super duper, fifty nine fifty three. Lobo's going to find a way to blow this. Wyoming might get the win, though, so that would be nice. All right. Interesting news coming out. We're going to talk to uh, we're gonna talk some NBA coming up uh, at the top of the hour with Kurt Heelan. And we, we might have some breaking news on the coaching front, but before we get to the might, we know, and we kind of speculated about this last night, we know New Orleans now will need a head coach. Sean Payton announced his retirement today. And uh, he won't be coaching in 2022. So I have people digging into it. And uh, I'll probably have an answer for tomorrow's show. I'm sure people will know by then. But exactly what the compensation looks like if he decided to coach next year. Because whoever, if he was to say, say he wanted to become, fill one of these vacancies. The ca- let's say the they'd ca- have to give up. Yes, the they'd have to give up some kind of compensation. Yeah, like John Gruden. Well, John, yeah, they would give up two first rounders. That was a lot. What would what would Dallas do right now to get Sean? Or let me ask you a different question. What does the Rams' success? How does that impact and change what people will be willing to give up? Because basically, the Rams have said, "Screw the draft." Yeah, you know, we're just going we're going to do it through free agency. I would say if Jarrah can get his hands on Sean Payton, he'll give up multiple first round picks. You know, I saw a fascinating uh, comparison. If you put uh, Sean Payton's and coaching statistics and Mike McCarthy's next to each other. <laughs> That's sometimes where you yeah. go, yeah, you know, stats don't always tell the truth. And when Sean Payton took over the Saints, <clears throat> they were the Aints, you know, and he's won him a Super Bowl. Yeah, the coaches definitely inherited different organizations. Yeah. Yeah, slightly. Yeah. And you know, McCarthy had one, one, that won one multiple championships. One guy got fired when he had Aaron Rodgers, and the, uh, the guy who followed him has gone 39-10 and 10 in the regular season. But I, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not a big Mike McCarthy guy. No one is. I don't think anyone out there is like, ooh, I love Mike McCarthy. But this, <laughs> if you're Sean Payton and you're looking at the situation in New Orleans, you're like, okay, we're $71 million under the cap. We have no quarterback. <laughs> What are we doing here? We I mean, have... our best receiver obviously doesn't want to play for us. Right. Talking about uh, Mike Thomas. Um, we do have a all-world running back in Alvin Kamara, but that's not enough. Devoid of explosive playmakers on offense outside of that for the most part. Solid defense. Mm-hmm. Um, but if Brady comes back in a division that's definitely not the easiest. No. You know, with Tampa sitting there, so – I mean, I could see him stepping down just for the reason he's been there so long. Was he not 
second to Tomlin as the longest tenured current head coach. He was there since I mean, he's been what, there at least about 2006. fifteen years. Six, yeah, yeah so, fifteen years. He's he been there a long coach. time. I mean, and somebody he just got married. You know, he has a big old house. I heard in Dallas that he built. You know, so <laughs> him coaching football is, is exhausting. Absolutely, especially at that level, especially with the the caliber of rebuild that New Orleans has to do. Now, I think uh, our producer Aaron Oster sent us some kind of graphic that said. The Saints are $71.6 million over the cap, a half maneuverability. By that, you can take some of the money that's taking up space on the cap, convert it into a signing bonus, spread sure. it out, but you're just kicking the can down the road. At some point, you know, you're going to have to pay the piper. So it'd be interesting what Sean Payton does. You know, I would, if I was, you know, going to give my, a strong opinion, I would say Sean's going to sit out and do television for a year and, you know, see if he likes being away from it. You know, some guys, you know, this is all they've done their whole life. So, like, they know they need a rest, but they're not sure if they're ready to just, you know, not have this be basically who they are. So, I, th- I can see him taking a year off, doing some television. You know, if he if he's getting that itch, television isn't fulfilling it, you know, then he comes back and has his choice. You know, uh, and if that's the case, I could see a lot of David Cullens getting hired. Cully is getting hired in this cycle. Well, who was a Houston Texans coach? He basically was a stopgap to get them through this season, and then they were going to let him go no matter what happened. But we don't even, and that's the crazy thing about this whole cycle is there are reports now out there, and this makes a ton of sense that the Jaguars are going to hire Byron Leftwich. Smart move makes a lot of sense, right? Up and coming offensive coordinator with Tampa Bay. Tom Brady won a Super Bowl last year was the face of the Jaguars franchise. It, it, that makes a ton of sense. Um, and I think people knew this was coming, too. But other than that, like, what? It's It's been the craziest coaching carousel because the college carousel is the a- exact opposite, right? It's like lickety-split. Okay, we didn't get this guy. We got to go to this guy. We didn't, I mean, Brian Kelly left before he knew if his team was going to make the playoff or But not. I don't think that's a fair comparison because – well, there's Lincoln, only, Lincoln Riley left. But, but there's only 32 NFL organizations, and the pay structure is basically the same for all of them. True. Whereas in college, it's kind of the haves and the have-nots. You know, and all these coaches that are moving are generally going to somewhere that can pay them more that's on a slightly bigger stage. I really wish I could watch this game right now. Uh, New Mexico's down by three. I have them catching five. It's 63-60. There was 45 seconds to go. And they fouled. Yeah, by the way. And, uh, Why Miss- are we fouling? Mississippi State is within two with five minutes and 36 seconds left. But you do know when the game's over that they post the final score. They do. Like, if you watch it, mm-hmm. like, it just emotionally puts you on a roller coaster. But from a knowledge and information standpoint, they're going to place, they're going to put it up there. They like, missed the free throw. Oh Let's go. Gosh. Come on, New Mexico. Let's go. Uh, I have decided this is not a, this is more of the keep Tim entertained. I'm taking the points with the with the Bruins. I'm gonna take the three. The game hasn't started. No, it starts top of the hour. Oh wow! Got a foul again. By the time we come back from break, you'll know whether or not I won this bet. We pushed this bet. It's coming down to the wire here uh, with uh, with Fresno State in New Mexico. So hopefully, New Mexico could take it on. But UCLA and Arizona going to start at the top of the hour. Going to be a tremendous game. I'm going to roll with the dog. I'll take the three points with the dog in UCLA, uh, and uh, we'll see how it how it happens. At Pauley Pavilion, a home dog catching points. 
Always a, always a thing I like to sign up for. We'll talk more NBA. The Lakers get a win tonight. What does that mean for them moving forward? We'll talk to Kurt Heelan from Pro Basketball Talk at the top of the hour. It is the Nightcap on VEASAN. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare.